You'd think that as a video game podcaster and comedian, my life is all fun and games. And honestly, you'd be right. About 90% of the time, it's, it's pretty sweet. But every morning, I deal with something very, very serious. My face. You don't become an Edmonton 6 overnight. It takes work. And in my case, it takes good facial hair. And fortunately, I have a great facial hair tag team partner in Harry's. Hit up harrys.com slash RTG for a $3 trial set and see what I'm talking about. Harry saw the tire fire that the shaving market had become and asked, how did it get like this? Crappy plastic razors, overpriced blades, all locked up like gold bars. And they said, no, we... We can fix this. And damn it, they did. Harry's ships premium quality razors right to your door. About once a month, I check my mail and there's that little box with everything I need to keep my kid presentable status. The blades stay sharp longer, which means an easier time getting my face in order in the morning. And the razors don't look like a dumb piece of plastic that a junior high schooler uses to take care of their peach fuzz. You have the facial hair of a man now. Shave like one. I actually leave my razor handle on the bathroom counter all the time just because it looks so damn classy. Harry's blades are German engineered and they're made to last. They're the best blades on the market for the best price and you don't even have to go out to get them. Set your delivery schedule and shave like a king. I know it sounds sarcastic, but I'm being serious. I've used Harry's forever. These blades are really freaking good. Highest reviews in the industry. A money back guarantee that you're not going to need and a subscription that you can cancel anytime you want. Getting ripped off isn't funny. Switch to Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just 3 bucks at harrys.com slash RTG. That's harrys.com slash RTG for a $3 trial set. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Remember the Game. It's my retro gaming podcast where every goddamn week, a buddy of mine and I sit down and geek out about the games we played back in the day. My name is Adam Blank. I've had way too much coffee to drink, and this week, it is episode 73. We're talking Metal Gear Solid 2, Sons of Liberty, for the second PlayStation. Um, I'll be, Admittedly, if you had told me we'd be covering Metal Gear Solid 2 before we covered Metal Gear Solid 1... Uh, 73 episodes ago, I probably wouldn't have believed you, but here we are. That's just the way that the PlayStation disc cookie has crumbled. Uh, I'm, this one should be interesting because I've got some pretty divisive views on this game. Before we get to that, you guys know I'm going to ramble. Before we get to the rambling, I'm going to let you know that if you don't want to listen to the rambling, uh, there's a timestamp in the description box and you can just see where you should skip ahead to so that I don't fill your ears with any more nonsense than I absolutely have to this week. But I don't think you should do that because the nonsense is sometimes... Sometimes it's pretty entertaining. Um, first and foremost, shout out 
to uh, some new Patreons. Robert, I, I don't know how to say your last name, Robert. Uh, so I'm not even, Robert L. I won't even attempt it because I don't want to uh, fuck it up and look like a jerk. And I can't remember if I gave a shout out to James Clark, who's a new Patreon of ours as well. Uh, but both you guys, Robert and James, thank you so much for signing up. Uh, you guys know I got to plug it once. You guys can do it too if you want to sign up for our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash remember the game. It's only two bucks a month. You're going to get entered into a draw every month to win a gift card. You are going to get extra episodes of the podcast, including now nine episodes in our backlog of podcasts for you to listen to. And you're going to get a shout out right here on the show. All that for two bucks. That's a pretty good fucking deal. And just to be even more crazy, uh, there is a second podcast coming. It is official. I well, 90% official. Uh, is the wrestling podcast is coming into form. I think I've locked down a name now. I'm looking into social media handles, stuff like that. Plan is to launch it right around January in time for Royal Rumble season, which if you're a WWE fan, you know that's kind of like the playoffs for the WWE. It's the best time of year to be a wrestling fan until they inevitably disappoint us like they're probably going to. Uh, and I have intentions of launching some perks on the Patreon for that as well that you will get included if you're in it. Like in Patreon to one, you're going to get Patreons to both. Uh, at least that's what I'm hoping to do. So patreon.com slash remember the game. There's the plug. Thanks for listening. That's why there's no advertising on this thing. I'd really appreciate it if you could find it in your heart to throw me $2. Uh, so that's done. I got my plug out of the, oh yeah. And we're on like Instagram and Twitter at member the game. We'll follow you back. We'll talk, we'll talk with you. We'll like your stuff. You'll like our stuff. We'll be friends. It'll be fun. Okay. Uh, as far as, there we go. I got that all out of the way in under like in three minutes. So, I mean, including the intro, that's pretty fucking good. I can live with that. Um, it is Donkey Kong country's 25th birthday. And, and okay. I'm not going to talk too much in this intro. I'm going to get into Pokemon sword and shield. Cause I've been playing it for a few days now. And I want to get my thoughts uh, on that into this. It'll be spoiler free, so don't worry about it if you haven't played it yet. But uh, I do have a couple of quick things I want to touch about. Talk. Uh, I want to talk about first and foremost Donkey Kong Country. It is its 25th anniversary tomorrow. If you're listening to this the day that it goes live, November 21st, 1994, Donkey Kong, Diddy Kong, Mr. King K. Rule and friends found us for the first time. Uh, I would put the Donkey Kong Country games in. Um, I mean, almost certainly in my five favorite series. And like, I hadn't really thought about it until I started talking here. Like, honestly, like they might be number three. Like the Mario games are number one and the Mario Kart games are number two. And then it might be Donkey Kong Country. Because with the exception of Donkey Kong Country 64, uh, and I guess some of the Game Boy games that kind of suck. I fucking love Donkey Kong. Like, pre-order day one, I don't care. It gives me some more, like, just... Oh, it's the only platforming that's, like, as good as Mario, in my opinion. And Tropical Freeze is a masterpiece. If you haven't played it yet, you gotta have some thick skin because that game will break your spine. But that is so much fun. So, uh, happy 25th anniversary to Donkey Kong Country. If you're interested, we covered the original Donkey Kong Country game way back in our archives on episode 42, which is about 30 weeks ago. Um, and I'm 100% sure we'll end up covering Donkey Kong Country 2 and Donkey Kong Country 3 in the future. And uh, maybe even uh, Donkey Kong Country Returns at some point from the Wii. And uh, hopefully, if you're listening to this like way off in the future, like in the middle of like 2020 or 2021 or fucking the year 3000 or something, hopefully Di uh, Dixie Kong has found her way into Smash Brothers where she rightfully belongs. God damn it. Give us some Dixie Kong. So happy birthday to Donkey Kong Country. I love that game. Also Black Friday is another thing I wanted to touch on. That is next weekend. And so I'll probably lay into it a little bit more next week when I've actually seen some of the flyers and stuff like that. Uh, but I just wanted to throw a wish list 
out there. I don't, I'm not looking for too much. As you guys may or may not know, I don't have a PS4 or an Xbox anymore, and I'm not a PC guy, so I'm just rolling with a Switch. So my, uh, my sales options are probably going to be pretty limited because, as everybody knows, Nintendo doesn't really put their fucking games on sale, like hardly ever. But uh, it is coming up, so if I throw some wishes out into the gaming universe, maybe the gaming gods will hear them and hook me up. I'm looking for a cheap 3DS or 2DS. Like, I think, like, I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm grasping at straws. I would love to see them, like, $60. Like, if that's, like, a, I mean, a 2DS is fine. Like, there's just some great games, like, fucking Link Between Worlds and Mario 3D Land and the Metroid one. And like there's some Pokemon and stuff on there. Mario Kart was rad. There's some really good DS games out there. And uh, I sold my original or my my 3DS when uh, I sold off most of my collection. And I've been regretting it ever since. So I'd really like to get my hands on a 2DS if I can get it cheap enough. So hopefully that happens. Uh, if it sounds like I sound distracted, my dog is on some medicine right now. And I'm just trying to, nobody else is home. It's late. And I'm trying to keep an eye on her because I'm afraid she's going off to puke somewhere on this fucking medicine. Hey, Molly, come here. I know that makes for bad pod. This is one of the free podcasts. I don't have to try on this one. Uh, so anyway, so that's my number one item. There she is. Probably on my Black Friday wish list. Uh, also kind of hoping that either The Witcher 3 or Ghostbusters goes on sale for the Switch. I know that they just came out, so I don't really... I mean, Witcher 3 in particular, I don't really like my chances. Maybe Ghostbusters. Um, but if they go on sale, I'll probably look at picking them up. And then uh, I know Nintendo games never go on sale, but if new Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe goes on sale i'd probably pick that up because that's one of the only ones i can play through with my girlfriend she likes those 2d mario games and i love them so uh that's my wish list uh if you've got a wish list out there shoot them to me on twitter and stuff and i hope to god that your list comes true and you get to pick up some stuff on the cheap just like i am hoping to do um having said that excuse me um i really have like coffee i've read that coffee's bad for your throat when you're trying to like talk and do podcasts and radio and stuff and i've really like I know you guys don't care about my personal life, but it has been a fucking day. I've done some podcasts with people. It's snowing like a mother here. My dog is not sick. She's got her deworming medicine, but now she's acting all funky because the medicine messes with her insides. I've had comedy shows cancel on me today. I've had comedy shows book on me today. It is just, I'm done. I got to get this fucking intro done. I should just shut up, finish it, and then I can just relax and fucking unwind for the rest of the night. Uh, Anyway, you don't care about my life, but that's why I'm drinking so much coffee and then the coffee is causing my throat to get all stuffy and crackly. So there's that's my life story in 30 seconds or less. Um, if none of the games that I want on my wish list go on sale, uh, that's probably okay. I mean, in a perfect world, I get them. I guess I'm going to keep my eye out for a laptop too, but I don't really know what I'm looking for. Uh, I have too much damn stuff to play as it is. I mean, I'm playing through Pokemon Sword and Shield right now, which we're going to get to in about 30 seconds. Uh, and that's going to take some more time. I still have Dragon Quest Builders 2 to finish on my Switch. I've been really jonesing to replay Mario Odyssey and Celeste. Like, I've just had this, I need this platform. I don't have, I haven't played a platformer in a while. I'm fucking jonesing. Uh, you know, plus I've still got so many retro games sitting right over to my left here to play through. I'm trying to get back into doing reviews for you guys in the New Year's over on the YouTube channel and Let's Plays and just, it's a great problem to have. I'm not whining. I'm not complaining. I just, there's too many games. I don't know how, like, I don't know how, plus I'm thinking about getting a PS4 again for Final Fantasy VII, and I, that's what I was just going to say. I have no idea how multi-platform gamers fucking keep up. I, and I don't even have a job. I, I mean, like, listen, I, I sometimes get pissed off when people think stand-up comedy isn't a job because, like, we go on the road a lot. There's a lot of stuff that goes into booking and writing and 
going to open mics and all that kind of stuff. But like, I get it that it's not a real, like, trust me, I worked a real job for 15 years, like in a warehouse. I get what a real job is. Uh, but I just like, I don't fuck. There's just not enough damn time. Anyway. So that's what I want to play. That's what I want to buy. What's on sale or when it goes on sale, what have I been playing since you guys last heard from me seven days ago? Pretty much nothing except Pokemon Sword and Shield. Uh, pretty exclusively. I didn't play a lot for a couple of days. I dunked, I dinked around with Metal Gear Solid on my PS Classic, uh, which, I mean, I'm going to save my thoughts on it for the inevitable Metal Gear Solid episode, but I will say, how the fuck did we ever play these games without analog? Like, because the PS Classic, the, the controllers don't have analog sticks and just, ah, just fucking controls. Uh, but Pokemon came out uh, Thursday night, Friday morning, whatever, and uh, I've been playing pretty exclusively. So I'm going to give you guys a few minutes of thoughts on that. I'm not going to have any spoilers in here, uh, but again, there's a timestamp in the box below if you want to skip over it. If you really don't want anything spoiled, I don't think I'm going to give away anything. Uh, or if you're just sick of listening to me hammer on people that hate on Pokemon Sword and Shield, then you might want to skip it too. Um, if you're hating on Pokemon Sword and Shield, if you want my honest opinion, and keep in mind this is coming from someone that played Pokemon Red and Blue numerous times as a child and then didn't finish a Pokemon game until Pokemon X and Y on the 3DS. Uh, so maybe my opinion's not as valid as a diehard. If you're not playing Pokemon Sword and Shield and you're a Pokemon fan, I think you're missing out. Because I'm having a great fucking time with this game. Admittedly, I avoid all spoilers, all previews. I didn't want to know anything. I know a ton of Pokemon have been cut out uh, from like the original uh, fucking 2,000 generations or whatever amount there is. Uh, and there's a bunch of new ones. Uh, it doesn't bother me because I'm not that attached to them. I will say that every time I come across a Gen 1 Pokemon in the game, I like lose my mind just because I'm like, oh my God, from my childhood, but now you're in 3D kind of, and you look better than you did on the fucking Game Boy screen. Uh, I am. I mean, I don't think it's a spoiler to say you got to go get eight badges. Anyone that's played a Pokemon game knows that that's what you're going to have to do. Uh, I'm three badges in. I'm having a fucking awesome time in the wild area, which is uh, where the camera is is like movable and you're just in this giant field just full of Pokemon that change based on like, it seems like it changes based on the weather and stuff like that. And you can see all of them. I'm telling you guys, no random encounters is an absolute fucking game changer. Not just in Pokemon, but in any RPG or anything as well. Random encounters eventually ruin RPGs for me. They're like Octopath Traveler, the Super Nintendo Final Fantasy games. Uh, trying to think of other ones that have had random... I mean, like obviously, like Final Fantasy VII, like any of those games. Um, it hits a point where I don't want to explore anymore because I'm sick of fucking random encounters and having to fight the same battle over and over and over again. And Pokemon was like that too, right? We've all played them. Pokemon Red and Blue, and you know that there's a rare something or other in this fucking area and instead you have to fight nine or the cave bro going th bro going through the caves in pokemon red and blue how many fucking zubats have you killed in your lifetime or fainted whatever like thousands and to have no random encounters and then you see these fucking pokemon that there's three thousand of and you're like i just don't want to fight any more of you and i can skip over them so good it changes everything i'm like i mean when i finish this game uh, I will absolutely be going back and I don't know if I'll completely complete, completely complete. I don't know if I'll finish off the Pokedex, but I will certainly put more time into filling it out than I have in previous Pokemon games because I don't have base my uh, collecting on random encounters. I can just see the ones that are there. So when I know there's one I don't have yet, I can walk up to them and try to catch them and not have to fucking fight 3000 Zubats and Rattatas and Pidgeys to fucking do it. So uh, really enjoying that. Uh, 
I don't know. Some people have crapped on the graphics and the frame rate and stuff like that. I haven't found the frame rate that bad. I don't think the graphics are that bad, but admittedly, I am not a graphics uh, snob at all. I was going to say a graphics whore, but I don't consider you all whores. Uh, I just don't care. I, could, I couldn't care less about the graphics in pretty well any video game I play, unless like aspects of the game count on the graphics uh to to help kind of establish what's going on i could care less just give me a fun game and if it looks good that's just a bonus and i think this game looks fine uh the music has been good um if i now if i do have to throw some shade at it uh the dynamaxing thing the growing pokemon to like huge sizes uh, i could take or leave it i just i don't i mean i guess it's cool i just it's not really doing it for me thus far i mean uh, I had to fight one of the Dynamax, again, I'm trying to do no spoilers, but I fought a, a Dynamax Pokemon where it was like in its huge form and I beat it with a regular Pokemon just because it was, I had its, you know, I played the strength versus weakness thing. Um, it's a cool idea. I don't, if it wasn't in the game, I wouldn't miss it. It doesn't matter to me. Uh, also thus far, I found the game quite easy and I know Pokemon has never been one uh, to be like the most challenging hardcore game in the world. Uh, but they did leave XP share as a default setting on and you can't turn it off. And I'm a little, uh, it doesn't bother me. I wouldn't say I'm angry about it. I just, I'm, I'm a little shocked that they didn't make it an option that I could turn it off if I wanted to. Like my starter Pokemon is in their second form. And I think they're only a level or two away from their third form. Um, I like evolution and and admittedly i've barely used them like i just haven't had a need but because they're constantly in my party i'm one of those traditionalists that like once you get your starter your starter never comes out of your party because that's your first one uh they're just racking up the xp from the xp share and and i'm have no need to use them so i i kind of wish you could turn it off at the same time it'll be really handy to try to complete your pokedex afterwards so um it's been easy um i don't quite understand the online it seems to keep I guess it like disconnects you from being on Wi-Fi originally and makes you go to local. Uh, if there's another switch near you, I guess, cause my girlfriend has a switch. And so it keeps trying to just put me on local and I have to go in and manually change it to put me on online, uh, as a whole, every single time to the Wi-Fi. It's really not a big deal. It takes three seconds. I hit Y, I hit start and it puts it on internet. And I just don't get why it keeps defaulting back to local. Um, but I'm having fun with it. And I'll tell you guys, my girlfriend has never played a Pokemon game except Pokemon go. And she watched me play this one for a few days on the TV this weekend uh, and liked it enough that we went out and bought her Pokemon Sword because I'm playing Shield. And she's like completely in love with it and having a great time. And she's never played an RPG. She's never played a Pokemon game. So I guess if you want to hate and if you don't like it, then that is your prerogative. But I'll be honest with you guys. Like I've seen reviews that have said it is the best Pokemon game so far. And I've also seen people shit on those reviews for saying it. And if you want to shit on me, that's fine. Uh... About 15, I don't know how many hours I am into it, like 10 or 15. I'm going slow because I'm just going around trying to collect all the Pokemon. Uh, yeah, I think it's the best Pokemon game ever made so far. My pal Miklos, a regular here on the show, we actually uh, were just talking at a comedy show last night, and he's a Pokemon super fan, uh, and he said he's absolutely loving it too. So for what it's worth, there's two different people with different Pokemon, or three different people. I'm a casual fan. Mick is a diehard fan. My girlfriend is a never played them, and all three of us are loving it. So if you're on the fence about it, I'm, I think give it a chance. Frankly, if you buy it and don't like it, you guys, you're going to be able to sell it for like 70 bucks anyways, not back to like a GameStop or an EB Games, those fucking crooks, but you'll be able to sell it on like Kijiji or something for cash and just put that cash into buying something else instead. But I'm really having fun with it. And if you're on the fence, I just think... Take 
take this, take the plunge, man. Try it. Cause I'm really, it's, I'm like, that's where I'm going to go. As soon as I'm done, this is go play some more Pokemon shield. So, uh, air, no spoilers. Talk Pokemon. It's awesome. Got that done. I'm going to shut the fuck up. I've been going long enough. Let's talk Metal Gear Solid 2, you guys. Uh, again, I never thought we'd cover this game before Metal Gear Solid 1, uh, but what do I know? I didn't realize how divisive Metal Gear Solid 2 was. I mean, I think for the most part, Metal Gear Solid 1 is pretty universally praised. The only time I think people don't like Metal Gear Solid 1 is if they're just not into that genre, which is fine. But if you're into the genre at all, you like Metal Gear Solid 1. But Metal Gear Solid 2... Uh, a lot of people are yeah on it, myself included. I'm not going to ruin it. You guys will find out in a second. Um, but when I think of the PlayStation 2, one of the first games I think of is Metal Gear Solid 2 because along with Twisted Metal Black, they were the first games I owned. Uh, and we're going to talk all about it this week. I'm going to cue some music. My guest this week is my pal Bradley McHugh returning once again. And we are talking Metal Gear Solid 2 that released on November 13th. 2001 so just like donkey kong country it's his birthday a few days ago it just turned 18 so it's legal now and it's kind of ironic because raiden looks like a 16 year old girl but uh find out what we think of metal gear solid right now or metal gear solid 2 right now kick back relax enjoy the podcast everybody and uh here we go if you're hearing this, you're probably a gamer. And for our kind, nothing is as precious and valuable as our save files. Have you ever experienced the loss of a save file? It's soul-crushing. Dozens, maybe hundreds of hours of work. Gone, like that. But at the end of the day, it's a video game. It matters, but kinda, you know? That exact scenario, but with a work project, an essay for school, data for your business, that's no joke. That could be really serious. You need a safety net. And I got you, fam, with my partners over at CrashPlan. Visit CrashPlan.com slash RTG for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. CrashPlan has been protecting people's data since 2001, and a couple years ago, they set out on their own with one mission, to provide the best damn cloud backup solution on the market. CrashPlan runs quietly in the background of your computer or Mac, and every 15 minutes on the clock, they create a new backup of every file that's changed in that time. So if something goes wrong, God forbid, you don't lose hours, lose days, lose weeks of work. Just log into your account, and you can download your most recent backup from the secure cloud servers. And there's not just one backup. There's a laundry list of them. You can pick and choose which one you want. It's like the ultimate undo button. If if you work on a computer in any capacity, CrashPlan is a must-have. And if you're thinking, ah, that's for big businesses, I'm just Joe Schmo. CrashPlan protects Joe Schmo. They offer a ton of plans and tiers. So there's a crash plan for everyone from small one-person businesses like me to you fancy businesses in offices with staff and free donuts and all that stuff. Time is money. Why wouldn't you protect your work? Spreadsheets, diagrams, videos, art, podcasts. CrashPlan has you covered. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash RTG for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash RTG for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan.
Oh, you're welcome. I hit record while you were saying that. So oh. I'm going to leave that in. Oh, and at cool. some point, it was something about for the coffee. Uh, you're welcome for the coffee. Thanks for doing podcasts with me. Hey, uh, no problem. I, I'm, I'm very happy to be here. This is awesome, you guys. Uh, I'm sitting, I'm on the road. Uh, so I don't know if the sound is going to seem a little bit different because I don't know my mic stands. And you know, the one thing I thought of just uh, during the first episode we recorded is I didn't bring my pop filters for the microphones. So there might be some pops in them. I don't fucking care. Well, especially know. because we talked about a game that has like the word paper in paper, it. Paper, yeah. I don't want to spoil the game just in <laughs> case it comes out after this one. Uh, my guest this week is, uh, is the Owen Hart to Mark McHugh's Bret Hart. And when I say that, I don't mean that he's dead. I mean that he's the infinitely better of the two. Yeah, I'm, uh, I am better. That is true. You are true. better. <laughs> Suck on that, Mark. And that is Mark's brother, Bradley McHugh. Uh, how are you, buddy? I'm doing great. i um, happy to be podcasting today. Um, yeah, we woke up super bright and early, and yeah. we're drinking coffee as as given to me by <laughs> my lovely host. The, yeah, this this episode might be better. Like the last one we recorded actually turned out really good, but I was so half awake for the first <laughs> half of it that I was like, I'm glad this is a game I like because I need to wake up. And yeah. now today we're doing a game that I am not nearly as excited about as I was the oh, last no. episode. I don't hate it. I really like this game. Um, so, <laughs> As you all know from the, uh, I'm sure, 15-plus minute intro rambling I just did, uh, we are talking Metal Gear Solid 2, Sons of Liberty for the PlayStation 2, and now just about every other Yeah, it's, it's it's everywhere now. But um, originally for the PlayStation 2. Now, here's one thing, Bradley, before we get too into this. Yeah. Um, if you had told me when I launched this podcast that we would talk Metal Gear Solid 2 before I did an episode about the original Metal Gear Solid, I would have probably said, no, that won't happen. I wouldn't slap <laughs> you or anything. But I'd be like, that's not going to happen. No way. Metal Gear Solid is like one of the most iconic video games it's, of all time. It's it's amazing. Have you ever played the GameCube remake? I have. Oh, yes. it's amazing. It's, it's so, so good. And, it's like, and even those, like, okay, I have minor criticisms, and I don't want to get too into Metal Gear Solid because I cannot afford to burn that game on this episode. It yeah. needs its own episode. I have criticisms of these games, less because of the game itself and more because I have neither the patience nor the skill set to play stealth games well. Mm -hmm. uh, but having said that, this is Metal Gear Solid 2. Uh, when I think of the PlayStation 2, I'm sure I'm in the minority. This is the first game I think of. Uh, I think this is the highest selling game on the PS2. I'd believe that. I, like... like because, like, I remember when the PS2 first came out, like, it didn't have very many games, but people were still buying it, and they're like, well, this game's out, yeah. so we'll buy Metal Gear Solid 2. Yeah, this was the first game, because I remember buying a... So let's... I don't know. I don't know how much we talked PlayStation 2 on the podcast, because admittedly, I know it's, like, the greatest selling system of all time. 155 million units. Unreal. And I know it's got a huge fan base. Like, it is my... Of that generation, because there was the PS2, the GameCube, the Xbox, and then... The Lost Forgotten Dreamcast. Oh, rest in uh, peace. Rest in peace, sir. And of the, so I'm not even going to talk Dreamcast because I never owned one. And I, you know, Sega sucks. We've been over that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's for some of you. And I know who you are. That's for some of you. But of those three, uh, I loved GameCube. And I was actually like a very big Xbox fan. I really enjoyed mm -hmm. the Xbox. I did not use my PS2 a lot. Other, really? I bought it for the DVD player. Which is which I'm telling you right now, ladies and gentlemen, I get that the PlayStation 2 is great and it's got a ton of great systems and it's got arguably the best or it's library. one of the best controllers of all yeah. time. It's got a sick library. I get all that. The reason that console is the greatest selling system of all time is because it had a DVD player in it at a time where no one had a DVD player. Yeah. I'm telling you right now. DVD players were like super were super new. Exactly. And like because like a DVD player costs like what, two hundred dollars? Exactly. And then this was like two fifty. A kid goes to his parents and is like, all right, look, here's the dealio, mom and da mom and pop. Yeah. Uh, we have a few different choices here. We can get the DVD player for 
$200 it plays DVDs or we can get the thing that's going to make me shut the fuck up for exactly. hours on end. That's and, and I'm telling you guys all right now. I'm not downplaying the the PlayStation 2 cuz it it's got it's, it's earned its place. Great yeah. system. Ama- amazing but library. I I know personally the reason I bought a PlayStation 2 was because I wanted a DVD player and was like, well, I might as well get the next PlayStation and a DVD player. Like what an incredibly genius move mm-hmm. by Sony. Like just I'm telling you, like the original PlayStation did very well, but the PlayStation 2 is the reason the PlayStation 4 is still the king of consoles. Yeah. And that's because of that fucking DVD player. Well, now the PS4's got Blu-ray, right? Yeah. And that's about the... Well, I mean, it's not about the same price as a Blu-ray player, but it's not much more. Mm -mm. So why not just get a PS4? Exactly. Sony knows what they're doing. Yeah, and then you can run Netflix and Prime Video on it or whatever. (laughs) That's not what this console or this podcast is about, but man, oh man, if you... If Nintendo found a monkey's claw, they would make. If they had one wish, it would be: How about we release that system with Sony instead of letting them go loose? Yeah, and turning into the like the you know what I'm biggest you, monster. Sony yeah. is is the venom to Nintendo Spider Man. Yeah. Nintendo had the symbiote, and they were like, "Nah, we don't need this." And then Sony <laughs> found it, and now the PlayStation owns Nintendo. Yeah, no, it's just disgusting. And, and then the, the Xbox is like something that's like dr octopus yeah yeah, the the xbox is just i love the 360 yeah and the original but the the 360 was definitely the best console of the last generation i I would say the 360 uh is my favorite non-nintendo console of all time my xbox one is very good at playing netflix yeah you know what sucks (laughs) is like i i I like the xbox one the problem is it's just like if i was gonna buy one of the two new like I know they're not current. Well, they are current gen, but they're almost old now. Yeah. But between a PS4 and an Xbox One, I think unless you're loyal to Xbox, 90% of people are going to get a PS4. Well, like, the, pro- the problem is right now, and this is something I've been preaching for like months, is that Xbox One, um, nobody bought it. Nobody bought it, by the way. No. Um, but the Xbox One has Game Pass, which is the most fucking amazing yeah. uh, thing I've ever had in my entire life. It's like I get a library of free games. I got Blair Witch on the day one for free through right. Game Pass. Right. And Gears of War Five, I, I I can I can install it right now. It comes out tomorrow. Having I, said yeah. that, like if the Xbox One was selling better, they wouldn't like Game Pass wouldn't exist. Yeah, they would have no reason to be like, oh, here's all these. If you'll just buy our system, we'll <laughs> give you a bunch of. Ga-, you know what I mean? We'll like, give you a shit like way more free games. Please than you could buy possibly. our system. And then PlayStation's over here like, oh, we know we have the money, so we're gonna give you a couple of free games a month, and they're usually shitty. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> but so, uh, anyway, that's a great way to segue back. And so Metal Gear Solid Two. The reason the PlayStation Four owns the world is because of Metal Gear Solid Two. Yeah, and well, of course, not. of course, Metal Gear Solid. That's. It's probably one of my favorite franchises ever. Um, and if I had to pick a PS2 Metal Gear Solid, obviously I'd go with Snake Eater. It's a much better game. Right. But uh, I chose to talk about this game because I think that it's very quirky. And it's it's very oh, it weird. Is. It it's, is. It's super, super weird. Because like, um, creator Metal Gear Solid creator Hideo Kojima is just such a, a fucking weirdo. Yeah, he is. And uh, this... Some, he's almost a man before his time. Yeah, I agree. Like, you know, like it's... Like, he is a weirdo. No question, but I do feel like he has ideas that are like now, like if Metal Gear Solid 2 came out today, people would just be like, this is fucking rad. Yeah. <laughs> but when it came out, people were like, what the fuck is going on? You know, why like, is why is so much of this game movie? Exactly, why is there yeah. so many cutscenes? And Metal Gear Solid 1 
was plagued with that a little bit. Yeah. But let's talk about, I, I want to talk quickly about the things that I think Metal Gear Solid 2 did better. Okay. Because I think that it's a great game. Number one, combat's way better. Way better. You can you can shoot in first person. Yeah. Oh my God, was that ever useful. There, oh. was, a, there was an auto-aim function as well that the, made it way easier to take down your enemies. Well, because they put the laser sight in, right? Yeah. Which is like, it's funny now, like we all take the laser sight, like, Every granted. every shooting game has a laser sight. Like the first one that pops into my mind is uh, Resident Evil Four. Yep, which is like, oh, I love that game. Oh, it's but, super uh, good. But the laser sight is like, I can't imagine trying to play one of these games without the laser sight now. Like that just is so you or or crosshairs or something. It's like shooting from the hip, right? You know? Like something to be able to see. But like Metal Gear Solid, again, I we're really gonna try to stay away from Metal Gear Solid One. But you're right, like to to be able to go from like, oh, I can see in first person and see a bad guy's coming, but I can't attack him, to being like, oh yeah, I can see him. Better shoot him. And yeah. not only could you shoot him, but they he put like the limb damage in. Yeah. Like you could shoot a foot, you could shoot a hand, you could shoot a headshot. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Because I, I warned you before this podcast I was going to shit on Metal Gear Solid 2. And I will shit on it a little <laughs> bit later. Okay, perfect. But uh, I, I have gripes with it too, also. I will 1 trillion percent agree. That to me is the biggest standout from this game is that they, they the combat is so much the combat The combat's upped. And I actually like the, um, the range of weapons in this game too, especially near the end when you get like the katanas. That is the most fun weapon in this game and it's actually a damn shame you don't get it till the end yeah yeah because it is so much fun to use those katanas right um and it feels way more what's the word i'm looking for it feels way more fluid to use the katanas than it does to use a gun right as this character yeah, yeah. um the first weird thing that anybody will notice about this game is that it's cut into two separate chapters um there's the tanker chapter and then there's the plant chapter Plant chapter is like most of the game, but the tanker chapter is the first thing that happens, and it's like two hours, and you're playing as Solid Snake, and you land on this tanker, and then it's almost like a tutorial, and they're like, this is how you control Snake, this is how you shoot, this is how you do this and that, and the whole time you're like, yeah, this, this is it, this is the Metal Gear Solid sequel, and then the tanker, the tanker spoilers. Uh, yeah, yeah. Nothing oh yeah, we, fucking matters. It's <laughs> yeah, spoilers. This game came out fucking twenty years ago. You can't talk Metal Gear Solid without storylines. So yeah, it's because coming. it's ninety percent story. Exactly. The Sorry. tanker explodes and Snake <clears throat> dies, and you're like, "Well, what the fuck is this Buddy. all about?" Yeah, and then it's like, you're like, "I have no clue why this is happening." Yeah, and then you go into this next thing, and they're calling you Snake at first, and you're like. This they're saying Snake, but the guy's voice is completely different. Now. Yeah, and then they're like, uh, "We're not going to call you Snake anymore because uh, that's the guy who died." And you're like, "Shit, I'm a different dude now." Yeah. Suddenly, you're playing as Raiden. Raiden sucks. Right. Okay, <laughs> and there is my biggest criticism <laughs> of this game. God damn it, fucking everyone involved with this decision. Okay, like, and I get that Metal Gear Solid, like, it's got. I was looking, I was, I was reading about it this morning. I haven't played this game fucking forever. Yeah, great reviews. People love it. It's it got, is. It's, it's. It is a good game. And it is a good game. But it's like, okay, so Metal Gear Solid is. It has it, on anybody's best PlayStation One games list. It has to be top three. Yeah, of course. Okay, it's personal preference to me when you get in there, but it has to be top three. Phenomenal game. Metal Gear Solid Two comes out. You've got this brand new system with no games, but here's the sequel to like one of the greatest games on the original system. And you're like, oh my god, this is gonna be fucking awesome. And none of the commercials let you know they're like, oh yeah, you're not playing as a fucking yeah. Because all, all the commercials are the tanker level. And I get that there's like a thing. And I was, I'll tell you right now, when it, that happened, and then I had to play is that fucking emo kid i was like well 
maybe this is just like a couple hours and then I'll go back to being Solid Snake. Nope, fuck nope. you. That would be like if Super Mario World <laughs> came out with the Super Nintendo after everyone played Super Mario 3 and they were like, we need more Mario. And then they're like, oh yeah, by the way, you're going to be a Koopa Troopa. You're not going to be Mario. <laughs> yeah, after, You're going to be a <laughs> shitty person. After you beat Larry Koopa, you fall into the lava and oh, you're a Koopa Troopa for the rest of the game. And it never goes back. And I was like... And like and again, spoilers. Solid Snake isn't dead. He's yeah. still around. He comes back. <laughs> he He's comes in the back, game. and, he, and he, he keeps calling himself Pliskin. And it's like, yeah. oh, can you guys be way less subtle that you stole this character from Escape from New York? Oh, holy like, shit! <laughs> okay, like once you bring Solid Snake back into the equation, how about you give us the ability to play as the fucking guy that yeah. brought us to the game? Well, I read an interview from Hideo Kojima, and he said the reason he did that is because he wanted people to look at Solid Snake like like an indestructible like sort of like an Arnold Schwarzenegger type per like an Arnold Schwarzenegger type or like a Sylvester Stallone type but if you're playing as him and you're fucking up a lot yeah. you're not going to look at him that way I guess so but like well then like would it have honestly and I'm asking you this honestly sure. would it have hurt the sales of the game if they had just revealed that you're not Solid Snake yes you think so? Definitely. I don't think it would have cuz I think people had so much people weren't that attached to Solid Snake at that point you played one game as him well, if they had just I, yeah. released the second one and been like, this is a couple years later, Solid Snake is dead. Like, just say, like, Solid Snake is dead. Yeah. You're this new guy. You don't have to reveal that Solid Snake isn't dead and that he comes back. I think people would have still, they needed a game to play on their brand new expensive system. Everyone yeah. loved the first one. Like, I get that, like, by Metal Gear Solid 5, everyone's like, oh, I gotta, I wish I could suck Solid Snake's dick. He's the <laughs> but, like, after one game, no one was like, he's the greatest character ever. Yeah. Well, the weird thing is, is that one and four are the only games where you play as Solid Snake. Right. Yeah. Um, but like, you know what I'm saying? I just, I don't think it would have hurt it. I, I get that it was like a big twist, but to me, and then I'll tell you, and I, okay, so I don't mean to derail. No, I no. Can derail whatever derail. I want. We'll do whatever you want. It's your own podcast. fucking podcast. <laughs> um, it, uh, uh, one of the one of the reviews I was watching this morning in preparation for this podcast said that he's like, I bet you there are a lot of people out there that never came back to Metal Gear Solid after number two. And that's a real shame. Which and you, I'm one of them. Yo, yo, you look at the difference between the sales of Metal Gear Solid 2 and Metal Gear Solid 3. It's it's night and day. Metal Gear Solid 2 blew that game out of the water, yeah. which is unfortunate because 3 is, in my humble opinion, the best Metal Gear Solid game. Right. By a lot. And you know what? Yeah, my brother's, my brother's a Metal Gear Solid fanatic, and he yeah. says the same thing. Metal Gear Solid 3 is a fucking It's the fucking best. It's, it's amazing. I, uh, I am one of them. I never played. I never finished Metal Gear Solid 2. And I never touched another Metal Gear Solid. Oh game. man! So we can't talk about the ending. Oh, that's oh, us. you can talk about the yeah. ending. Okay, I know we'll, we'll talk about the ending. And uh, like, <laughs> and like, and there was two main problems with it. One was like, it wasn't that I wasn't playing as Solid Snake. It was that I didn't like the guy I was playing as. Yeah, I thought what's his name, Raiden. Raiden. Yeah, I thought Raiden was a fucking wiener. Yeah. Well, the thing about Raiden is that he's okay, but they shoehorn in this weird um, romance plot between him and the girl who saves for right. you, um, Rose, and like, like they're. They've they've been dating for a while, and they they like every now and again she'll call you and be like, "Do you remember when we walked through the park?" Yeah. And it's like I don't care. Yeah, yeah. You're like walk. it's like you know I'm about to die, right? Yeah. Like I don't fucking have time for this. Yo, I'm in, right I'm in a weird I'm in a weird stealth suit, dude. And there's people shooting at me. I, yeah. we can talk about this fucking later. Yeah, she's like, "Say you love me." And you're like, <laughs> "I'm in a fucking locker, and there's ten people looking for me right now. I'm not gonna say a fucking thing." <laughs> She's like, if you don't say it right now, we're breaking up. Yeah. Because yeah. like, you're hiding in this locker the whole yeah. time. Well, and the weird thing about this game, too, and I've always found this weird about Metal Gear Solid as a whole, is like, how come time time and like sound freezes when you're on the Kodak? 
Right? Like, like, you'll be, like, in one of those lockers and there's 10 people hanging around. And then you'll just be on the codec being like, yeah, there's 10 people coming around. Better be quiet. And yeah, it's like, yeah. Yo, Ryan, you got to shut the fuck up. Yeah, doc. that always bothered me, too. Like, because they do explain. I can't remember if they explained it in the second one. I know in the first one they say that, like, it's like it's like hooked into, like, your eardrum or something. Yeah. So that's that's something the vibrations going to your brain. Yeah. But, like, to me, it would have just, like, it's a very minor thing. But they could have just been, like... Uh, we have the ability to like talk through telekinesis or something. Yeah. It's which I think, brain. which I think is what it is, but it's not explained well enough. Right, because yeah. it does seem like you're having like a full bowl conversation while you're supposed to be hiding from these guys that are trying to kill you. Yeah. Um, okay. Having okay, I feel better now. I Bosses are worse in this one. Bosses. Well, fat man's awesome. Fat Fat man's all right. Vamp is okay. Um, there's that lady. Uh, what's her name? Um, uh, 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 Olga. Olga yeah, Garlukovich. Olga. Yeah. Olga Garlukovich. That's a pretty fun fight. Like the one at the end of the game. There's a fight at the beginning of the game where you play as Olga Garlukovich. Fuck that fight, dude. It's so boring <laughs> and stupid. And it's I, impossible to lose because the rations are just keep respawning. Yeah, yeah. To try to make sure you win. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, now, um, I was saying before we started this podcast that I actually did a little bit of replaying for this game, but I did it kind of in a weird way um, because I've always played this game on the PS2. It was one of the first games I got when I got a PS2. Um, I've played through this game probably a baker's dozen times, um, but I always played it through on the PS2. But I wanted to replay it for this podcast, but I didn't want to drag out my PS2 because no. it's you know it's somewhere up there. You right. know, there's the cords are hidden somewhere i think like they're they're in a plastic bag somewhere um so i pulled out the metal gear solid hd collection on xbox 360 and was playing it on my xbox one because it's backwards compatible right that game feels fucking weird on anything but a playstation controller it's so bizarre i believe that yeah it's so bizarre because you use like the l and r the l1 and l2 button which are like sort of spongy on the uh, on the PS2 controller, yeah, yeah, but it's clicky on the Xbox controller, so right. having to hold it down feels awkward and yeah. weird, and it's just kind of weird to play it on the Xbox. It feels like it feels wrong, you know. It's like playing a Final Fantasy game on an Xbox console. It's like yeah, yeah, gross, yeah. weird. Yeah, it's 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 like it's like playing anything other than Halo or Gears on an Xbox. Yeah, weird. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they do, right? Yeah. No, I will say, like for all the shitting I do on, uh, I don't even know if I shit on PlayStation that much. Maybe I do. Yeah. Uh, that controller. That control, they fucking nailed it. Like Dude. from the, like if you literally took a PS One controller, I mean analog PS One controller, not the not the fucking PlayStation Classic non analog. Mm-hmm. But once you get to the analog one and put it next to a PS Four controller, like it's almost the same. Like yeah. it's like, and it's like, no, if it's not broken, don't fix it. Yeah, that's a phenomenal controller. Sony knew that they struck gold and they stopped digging. Yeah, you know, they right. Were like, right. This, and they were like, no, this works. Yeah, yeah this, this is works. the one. It's comfortable for people to hold. Do you know that there there are people who literally, um, like their bone structure doesn't work properly to hold an NES controller because it's just so fucking weirdly shaped. It is weird. Yeah, yeah it is. Like the Super Nintendo controller, I love. Yeah. But that NES controller is like holding a little brick. It's I had fucking a, weird. Yeah, I had a friend who had to because she had some sort of bone disease in her hands. She she had to special order a NES controller shaped like a Super Nintendo controller for the curves. And yeah, stuff. yeah, because yeah. because she could not, she, it would it would fuck up her bones in her hand. No shit, eh? Yeah. Well, that PlayStation controller, anybody could. You don't even have to have hands to use that fucking thing. Everybody <laughs> yeah, knows that. Yo, it's perfect. Um, but I believe that if you played through the game like a dozen times and just knew like muscle memory with that controller and everything, and then try to play it some way else, that would be fucking. It's super weird. That would be weird. If, and 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 like. 
let's not fuck around. Like Metal Gear Solid Two, uh, it'll hurt you. Like it's not an easy game. No, yeah. Like not at if, all. if you don't know what you're doing and you're not good at it, it's gonna fuck you up. Like <laughs> the good news about Metal Gear Solid and every Metal Gear Solid game is that for some reason they give you seven difficulty options. <laughs> like it's like very very easy, very easy, easy, normal, hard, very hard, extremely hard, yeah, super yeah. hard. And you're like, why do I need just Give me normal, easy, medium. Yeah, or normal, medium, hard. Yeah, yeah, normal, easy, medium. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want to play hard mode. Shut up. Play normal. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's like the Starbucks of hard. Yeah, <laughs> it's like well, that's normal. Well, what if you want to play on easy? Well, then you play it on simple. Yeah. That's fucking. Well, it's then the what's thing. easy? Easy is normal. What the fuck are you talking? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, because uh, this game, this game fucks you up. And yeah, like, absolutely. And like, and I struggle with stealth games as a whole because I don't have the patience and I want to go. And the thing is, is like in the first one, if you got caught, most of the time you could fight your way out of it if yeah. you really wanted to, you know. No way in this game. Dude, and like, and okay, it's like I've done a lot of shitting on this game. Uh, we already talked about the controls and how much better. Oh, yeah. And I want to get back to that. Not just the combat, but like the way you can like hang off ledges and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. They can... really, they really, really did like supersize the controls. Well, and that's why later on with the GameCube, they just took like that concept and was like, let's just apply that to the first game with the Twin Snakes. Right. Because it's the Twin Snakes is a remake of the first one with the control scheme and visuals of right. the second one. I would like to know how many things in Metal Gear Solid 2 they wanted to put in Metal Gear Solid 1 and just didn't have the uh, abilities. Yeah. And then in Metal Gear Solid. I want to know how many of the, how many ideas for especially as far as like controls and stuff. How many things did they put in Metal Gear Solid Two that they wanted to put in one and couldn't? And how many things did they play Metal Gear Solid One and then be like, boy, if you could shoot while you're looking at people, that would really change this game. Yeah, that would be you really, know what I mean. Really like, sweet. I'm sure that's a lot of it too. Yeah. Uh, but like, so to all their credit, one of the things they improved drastically is the controls. Uh, and I I personally feel like they really improved the AI mm-hmm. in Metal Gear Solid Two. Like, I really feel like the bad guys, like, work together and play as bad. Like, yeah, yeah. They're like, not idiots. They're they're looking around for you. Right. You know, yeah, when, yeah. When, you, when you've been spotted and then you run and find a, a place to hide, they'll look in, like, a lot of the nooks and crannies yeah. that you wouldn't even think about. Yeah, you can't just hide in a locker and know that they'll walk away after a Yeah, minute, they, you know? they might be like, and, like, you have to think about weird things, too, right? Like, if you've been shot in the foot... They're like, oh man, it looks like somebody got shot in the foot here. We can see the blood. It's going up to that locker. Check out that locker. That's really, dude. Like, and you know what's crazy? It's advanced. That? Yeah. How long? How old is this game? Fifteen years. Uh, came out no one. Jesus Christ! So um, almost twenty years. So yeah, almost twenty years. And yeah. there's AI in games today, not as good as the AI in this fucking game. Yeah. And like, <laughs> and everyone knows. Like, if you're a gamer, you know that one of the biggest problems with video games is AI. Yeah. It can be. It can ruin a game for me. Like when the computer's just dumb. Yeah. It's so frustrating. And uh, the AI in this game is not fucking dumb. But no. they also, and correct me if I'm wrong, Bradley, because you know this game better than me. Mm-hmm. Did they not put it, like, if somebody saw you or caught you or whatever, they would radio, wouldn't they? Or they would try yeah. to call for help. And yeah. if you could take care of them before they call for help, you were good. Yeah. That's a fucking great mechanic. The only problem with that, though, or uh, no, actually not a problem. One of the things I love about that, too, though, is that they if they get halfway through their radio and you punch them out, then the other guy on the radio is like, hey, what, what were you talking about there? What's going on? Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We're going to send people because you're not responding now. Right. Like, yeah. that's fucking awesome. Like, it's, yeah. And that may not seem like a big deal to anyone, but like if, if for a kid in 01. It was a, it was pretty nuts, dude. That, and the tension it added when you heard a guy was gonna call for help, and you were like, "I got like four seconds to fucking shut this guy up." Yeah, because you know I mean? and like, like with this game, like you have like a few minutes, or like you, you've played the first few minutes, and you're like, "All right, video game rules. All right, he got halfway through his thing, but I killed him before he finished it. Then there's no way they're coming for me now." And then then they're like, 
yeah, we're we're coming down there because uh, you got halfway through that. And you're like, yeah, yeah. holy shit! How the fuck? How do they know? Yeah, <laughs> and do they no? And I'm not. I don't remember. Do they say something like that? Yeah. Like, do yeah, they not they're like, say what, they're like, like they're like wait what's going on respond you know yeah, and, yeah and then they're like all right we're sending people as opposed to yeah like in a lot of video games if the guy was like hey listen the guy we're all trying to kill is here and you guys got to come right now we're on the first floor and it, and then it cuts out the all the villains are like oh okay they, they must have got him <laughs> so they're like yeah he didn't uh, he didn't finish his sentence so yeah. obviously there's no we're real emergency on the first floor. <laughs> like they're just like yeah forget it yeah but like in this yeah so i love that i love that i think that is such a it's it's awesome how do more um, games not have that today the story in this one is whoa crazy. <laughs> that, that is uh, my my second my biggest criticism is the um, making me play as this crappy character. Yeah. And my second biggest criticism, and I swear, I swear to God, I tried. I literally read the plot today off of Wikipedia. Yeah. And I read it twice, and I was like, "What the fuck just happened?" <laughs> like it starts out fine because like the first game it's like okay you're an operative you're you're a retired operative pulled out of retirement you're going in there's a nuclear uh weapon easy yeah you gotta stop these guys yeah yeah. this one it's like the president the president's been kidnapped and you're like by terrorists and you're like oh okay easy and then they're like oh and also uh there's a vampire and the vampire is part of this secret society that's creating a new arsenal gear and the arsenal gear is created by the patriot the patriots by the way is the most fucking whoa crazy thing of all time because like the whole thing with the patriots is that the patriots control all government and have been for like a hundred years and then they're like all right we got to find the patriots and it's like all the patriots are dead and it's like what what the fuck am, what are you talking about why even bring it up if all the patriots are who what's going on I, yeah and i and like listen if you're listening to this and you're like what the fuck is going on it's like yeah exactly we yeah. i don't know i don't know man and if you're confused by metal gear solid 2 story who metal gear solid 4 is way crazier i don't like <laughs> it just makes no fucking sense to me and then it's like oh yeah so solid snake's brother they're like genetic brothers that were made from this guy and then his brother is dead but he's not quite dead because we took his arm and he sewed it onto it. Oh yeah, that's that's fucking some so, shit. So so we sold we we took we took Solid Snake's genetic brother, took his arm, sewed it onto the arm of a bad guy, and now whenever Snake gets near that bad guy, his genetic brother takes control of the bad guy through yeah. the arm. And then and then how does that make sense? And then just to add insult to injury, they're like, and just in case j- j- because we want to shit on the canon of the first game, guess what? The president is the third brother. Yeah, the and president <laughs> is your other brother. Yeah. What the fuck? And like you look at the president in this game and he's like got this giant armor and this eye patch and you're like, how did this Scooby-Doo villain become president? Right? Who voted for this Although it's guy? almost like he saw Trump like yeah. 20 years ago and was like, how funny would it be if just this like cartoon villain was president? <laughs> I don't want to listen, all right? I'm not getting, it's not a political podcast. I, yeah. if, you, if you like Trump, that's, keep listening. It's God bless fine. Donald Trump. Yeah, but, uh, Trump is hilarious. Whatever. <laughs> This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Podcasting's a weird job because I talk to you nerds all the time. Every day, I tell you all about my life, the good and the bad. The ugly, I kind of keep that offline. And it's not that I don't want to talk about it. I'd love to talk about it. I just need to pick and choose who I talk to. We all have stuff that just lives in our minds, rent-free, 24-7. Talking about them can really help because the longer you keep something bottled up, the more likely it is to blow. You've heard me say it before and you're going to keep hearing me say it, Therapy is the way. Therapists can be that ear to bend when you really need to get something off your chest and don't know who to talk to. And BetterHelp is a great way to go about it. 
I don't BS you guys. I don't say I've used something if I've never used it. I've personally talked to a BetterHelp therapist about the stuff going on in my personal life, and I genuinely found it helpful. To have someone to talk to that doesn't have any skin in the game, that can just listen and try to help me come up with a roadmap to get through the tough times... It's just invaluable. It has seriously really helped me. I've talked to my therapist through video and you can do it that way or you can do it over the phone or even just over chat and they give you as many schedule options as possible so you can work a session in around your life. It's licensed therapy as convenient as it gets. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Remember the Game today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Remember the Game. Uh, but it just like, I, I just, and like, listen, like if you're, you're if, like, again, if you're listening to this and you're like, I can't quite figure out what the fuck is going on in this game they're talking about. Like, yeah, welcome to the club. Yeah. I don't get it. The, the part where they really lose me in this game though, is as soon as they're like, yeah, see this guy, he's a vampire. And you're like, what? Yeah. What, what's going What universe does this take place in? And okay. So here's, what's weird to me about that. Yeah. Is like when you play the first one, like there's a guy that reads minds. And he's got telekinesis. Psychomantis. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he like it's awesome. Which and like obviously it's like one of the most iconic like video game moments ever is you got to unplug your controller and put in the second player. Yeah, he reads. Your, he reads your, your memory card. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, I can. I'm like, okay, that's cool. I can. I because like with the, with the combat and the stealth and the strategy and that kind of stuff, they really try to make this feel like a realistic, serious game. And yeah. then and then at the same time, they're like, this guy's got the power to read minds, and it's like. All right, that's a little bit weird compared to like the seriousness of the stealth and things, but okay, like I could look by it. Yeah, that. Th- but now they're like, oh yeah, this guy's a vampire, yeah. and you're like, what? Oh yeah, but no, the combat and everything is still dead serious, real world. You know what I mean? Like, but yeah, <laughs> if they were giving like R- R- Raiden, if they were giving him like some kind of power too, and trying to make it out to be like everyone's got these weird like mutants almost, then you'd be like, okay, well, all right, everyone's got some like it's a sci-fi world. Yeah, but they're like, no, it's a completely serious world. President United States, there's nuclear weapons, they're terrorists. Yeah, it's all it's all about philanthropy, and there's there's like there's real information about nuclear weapons in these games. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. So like ninety percent of it is like dead serious and stuff like that. But then here's the vampire, and here's a big fat guy who loves bombs and rollerblades. Yeah, <laughs> although although the fat the fat man um boss fight is pretty fun. It's not my favorite boss fight in this game i don't think i think my favorite boss fight is like there's like a point where you have like 20 different metal gear rays come at you at the same time that's like my favorite boss fight i don't think i got that far yeah it's like it's pretty close to the end but so you have to fight a whole bunch of metal gears yeah simultaneously you have to fight like 20 of them it's fucking awesome (laughs) well it shows you how good these like super high-powered weapons they're threatening the world with is with one guy is like oh fuck off yeah like (laughs) it's like it's hard though like it's yeah it's super hard yeah you have to you beat them all until like you become like over encumbered and then then the game stops there and then there's like a cutscene where somebody somebody comes in and saves you or whatever okay and i think that's like right before you fight solidus like the final boss of the okay. game, you fight Solid Snake as the boss. No, Solid Us. Oh, Solid the, Us. So yeah, the, the, like the third snake. The third snake. The yeah. President. Which uh, w- w- when are we getting Liquidus? That's what I'm asking. What the <laughs> fuck. Like I, Gaseous. Give me it, some more snakes. It's so, it's so frustrating to me because like the gameplay. Again, I suck at it. But I, having said that. And I feel like I've always been fair like this. Just because I suck at a game doesn't mean it's not good. Mm-hmm. Okay? And I said that about, like, to me, like, the one that stands out is Street Fighter 2. I fucking, I hate Street Fighter. Oh, I'm so bad at those games. Fucking terrible at it. But I'm not stupid enough to be like, this game is not good. Like, I get the genius. Yeah. I'm just not good at it. 
And I feel like that with this. Like I can look like I can look at the combat, look at the controls. I probably pl- I played the shit out of it. I just couldn't finish it because I'm not good at it. Yeah. But I'm like, I get it. I get it. But I'm like, the story wasn't gripping enough to me to contribute to, to keep grinding through these parts that kept killing me because I was like, I don't get what is going on. Yeah. And I can look by a story if the game is fun. Like, look at Mario. I love Mario games. Zelda no games. Yeah. Most of the story in Zelda games fucking sucks. Yeah. Look at the Breath of the Wild's one of the best games of all time, and that game's about fucking nothing. Exactly. Like you don't like I give me a fun game and I'll look by the story. Yeah. Uh but when your game hinges on it, needs yeah. a story, I'm like, this story sucks. Yeah. And maybe it doesn't. Maybe some people get it, but I don't get it. You it, like it took me a really long time. Like I said, I've played this game more than a dozen times through to the end. Yeah. Um, and I do get it. I think it's super contrived. I like it, but only because I like the universe that it exists in. Right. Um, I definitely think it's one of the weaker Metal Gear Solid games, um, with 3 and 4 being much better. 5 is okay, but um, um, yeah, like it's definitely one of the weaker Metal Gear Solid games, and uh, like especially because the story gets so dumb. And I'll, I'll tell you this now, because I know you've never got to the end. It ends on a cliffhanger. Which, does. which is fucking insane because the next game that they made was a prequel, so they didn't even address the cliffhanger in Metal Gear Solid Three. Which what is the fu- that's yeah. dude, that's ballsy because yeah. you know what that is when he starts making Metal Gear Solid Three as a pre- prequel, he's like, okay, well, let's do three. It'll be a prequel. People will buy that just, and then we to can see still, what happens. Then we can address the fucking. So like, you release the first game and it gets universal praise, and everyone's like, this is great. Then you release the second one and you fuck everyone over and take out the main character. And people are like, okay. They're, they're like, less good, but good. <laughs> then you end it on a cliffhanger. You're like, well, now i got to buy the third one so that I can see what happened. And then the third one, they're like, yeah, no, we're not even going to talk about that. Yeah. They're like, we know you'll buy the fourth one. Yeah. And you're like, you motherfuckers. And the fourth one is a, the, the fourth one is a sequel to Sons of Liberty. Okay. Um, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty wacky. And then the fifth one is a sequel to the third one. It doesn't make any sense. That's ballsy. Yeah. And holy fuck. I mean, obviously it's work because they keep selling. Yeah, I mean, like you said, I mean, I would be very curious to know because you're right. Like the sales between Metal Gear Solid Two and Metal Gear Solid Three are like way different, and I'm very curious to know how many people were like me and played Metal Gear Solid Two and just were like, "No, I'm done with this." Well, the thing is, is the Metal Gear Solid Four sales right back up, right, right, did awesome. So I wonder then, like, was it was it people got turned off by two? Was it? By the time Metal Gear Solid 3 came out, there was so much to play on the... P- like, would Metal Gear Solid 2 have sold as well as it did if there was more games available? I don't know, because, like, it came out around the same time as, like, Devil May Cry, and that game didn't do that well. Right. Um, like, I'll be honest, like, the only reason I owned Metal Gear Solid 2 was because I had a PS2 and needed a game to play. Yeah, and it was, like, yeah. Otherwise, I I like Metal Gear Solid 1 just fine. I'm replaying it right now on my PlayStation it's great. Classic. I it's fine. It. Yeah, it's a great game. But I don't, it would not have been my first choice of game to go out and buy. It was a second one. Like, it just yeah. wouldn't have been, you know? Yeah. So I'm curious to know how it would have sold. Like, it's, I'm the franchise is still around, and I'm not ignorant. Like, Metal Gear Solid has earned its place in, like, gaming history. Absolutely. It, Solid it, Snakes in, in Smash Bros. Exactly. Which, which actually... With with that in mind, I almost wonder, and maybe maybe I'm looking into this. The PS3 was failing at the time, and then they're like, "Yeah, we're putting Solid Snake into Smash Brothers," and then all of a sudden it wasn't failing, and Metal Gear Solid Four sold like gangbusters. Yeah, so yeah. You gotta wonder, did Nintendo have something to do with that? Yeah, yeah. Did did Sony like cut them a check or like something and be like, "Can you please put it?" I don't know. That's yeah. fucking weird. But I bet you, I bet you, Sony did cut Konami a check at the release of Metal Gear Solid Two because they knew that they needed to sell their PS2, and they're yeah. like, 
and that's probably why Solid Snake is in the in the promotional material. I bet you it's because Sony was like, if you tell people that they're not playing a Solid Snake, they're not gonna they're not gonna be as interested in buying our console. Yeah, yeah. Right off the and right off. Dude, the and that was such a like. I <laughs> I remember when Solid Snake like got announced for Brawl. Yeah, and I was like, what the fuck? That's like bizarre. Like, like when they put Sonic in Brawl, I was actually as a non Sega guy who shits on Sega all the time. I was legitimately excited. Yeah, I was for like Sonic that, and Brawl. I was that like, makes sense. That's fucking rad. He's like a cartoon type character. He's gonna fit in in that universe. I, everyone's wanted to see Mario versus Sonic, right? Like, I was yeah. like, that's dope. When Snake got announced, like by today's standards of Smash, Snake is just one of many. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, like, no, he's, he's he's just another Bayonetta or right. uh, Robin, or, right? But but back then it was like, what? Yeah, the fuck is Solid Snake doing in Smash Brothers? Like, yeah, uh, I have based on this Metal Gear Solid Two story. Storyline. I half expected Smash to become part of the Metal Gear Solid storyline. <laughs> like, it practically is at this point. At this but point, it <laughs> is. Yeah. My favorite part about Solid Snake, though, is like when he was first announced for Super Smash Brothers, is that he has a move where he like grabs you and cracks your neck, and like just seeing that happen to Mario, it's like it fucks my entire childhood. <laughs> up, <you know? laughs> oh yeah, and to on Metal Gear Solid Two, that's another thing I'll give it a ton of credit for. I love, and I think it was Metal Gear Solid Two. You could do this in first, mm-hmm. uh, where you could like almost take a guy like host like hold a bad guy up yeah you could like take your gun out pointed at them and then like take their rations or their bullets yep. or whatever like that that's fucking dope like that was another really but as, cool as soon as they give you your shit they can, as soon as they give you their shit you better be shooting them in the head yeah yeah because they're going to fucking tell somebody oh yeah yeah you can't <laughs> let them go like yeah. it's like you're always like just give me your rations and you'll be fine <laughs> okay here's my sandwich and then pff. yeah because yeah, otherwise they're gonna kill you, right? But like, but you could knock them out too, right? Mm-hmm. Actually, I, on what, I did not know this, but in the review I was I was reading about this morning, they were like, I think they said this was the first game you could beat the entire game without killing bad guys. Yeah, yeah, you can use the stun the stun gun you for the whole people, game. That's pretty yeah. dope. Like, and you and you can you can stun every boss to to sleep and not kill a single one of the bosses. That's fucking cool, man. Yeah, like that's something that like that takes like you know that takes time to put into the game mm-hmm. and you certainly didn't have to put that in the game because no one has a problem with killing bad guys in video games and that they would take the time to put that into the game like the amount of love and it's the passion, original undertale totally like the amount of love passion and 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 creativity and and art like i'm not a metal gear solid guy after the first one but credit given where it's due like that that's not a half-assed franchise yeah it's almost too much sometimes with this weird fucking story they have going it's, on. It's it's pretty wild. I I follow it pretty closely because I'm a fan of the series. Like especially after three, I, like because three, three changed everything. Three right. changed the whole the whole way the series worked. And like it was like, oh, you want to make the game coherent? That's really wicked. Right. Um, but um, this game had a weird thing, and I'm wondering because you said you never beat it, but did you ever get to the point? I think it's pretty close to the end of the game where you get all your shit taken away. Yeah, where he's getting tortured. Uh, yeah, yeah, I do remember that part because so, then Snake gives you your stuff back. Yeah, Snake yeah, gives you your I do stuff remember back. That part, yeah. but not until after you are walking around in this giant tanker without a weapon, where there's lots of enemies completely buck ass yeah, you're nude. naked yeah, yeah i do remember that buck ass nude yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i'm like man it's so ballsy to put this into a game and market it towards the current game market in 01 because uh, look i'm I, i'm not gonna i'm not gonna um dance around it when he does like when he does like his thing where he cl- like um 
does like a front roll yeah. and he throws his legs up in the air. I'd pause it when, you know, like his crotch was facing the camera. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, you're right. Though yeah. it's like that yeah, that was like all they would have had to do is leave him in his boxers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or but, something. But they didn't. They made him buck ass nude. And like again, that's them trying to make this into like a it's an adult gay movie yeah. game. Like it's it deserves a ton of credit. For all the criticisms I have of it, like the AI is fucking genius. It's obviously the forefather of stealth gaming yeah like no question it's the great it's the goat of stealth gaming like no no question yeah um what, what else you got like splinter cell that ain't I touching metal so, gear right? solid yeah like i mean you know like i guess maybe like the hitman games are oh kinda, yeah, yeah, yeah. and i like the stealthy yeah, yeah. those are good games yeah. but like metal gear solid is the forefather of them like it's it's mm-hmm. it's one of the most iconic franchises of all time and uh whether this game sold because people had nothing else to play or because they wanted to play a sequel to the original or what like it's me- like Metal Gear Solid Two is a big fucking deal, and it's a big game. And if they released a PlayStation Two Classic and put Metal Gear Solid Two on it, that's really all they would have to do to sell that fucking system. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Sh- I'm I-, I could be completely wrong, but I I am pretty sure this was the highest selling game on the PS2, which is crazy because that's the highest selling console right. of all time. Because maybe I'm wrong, but I don't believe the PS2 came in with a pack in. No, it didn't. Uh, it came in with like it came in with like a demo disc. <clears throat> yeah, it didn't with, come with a game though. Yeah, yeah, with like a bunch of shit that you they're like, hey, we didn't give you a game, but here's shit you could give us money for. <laughs> the the, the packing game thing is funny because I'm just looking up the greatest selling PS2 games of all time. I'm curious now. Yeah. Um, the packing game thing is funny because it's like that used to be like a thing, uh, and then it was like I don't know who the first system to it might have been PlayStation. Yeah, I think like it was Sega the PS1. came with like the Sonic and Mario. Always had a, like Nintendo always had a Mario game. And yeah, stuff. it was Mario but, World. With... But the, yeah, because the PS1 did because I had a, I I spent all my money on a PS1 and all I had was a demo disc yeah. that I got out of a magazine because I didn't have any money left to buy a game. And it was like once Sony did that, everyone's like, we could do that because yeah. the Nintendo 64 didn't have a packing game Xbox. You know what I mean? And then they were like, okay, well, fuck it then. Uh, the weird thing is though is that Nintendo always had a packing game. Like, uh, I think it was Luigi's Mansion with GameCube. Well, I think with the GameCube one, it, it fluctuated. Like, they'd have one that came with Luigi's Mansion. They'd have one that come with Smash Brothers. But I don't believe their handhelds ever came with a pack-in. Like, maybe maybe the Game Boy came with Tetris. I want to say the Game Boy came with Tetris. Yeah, but, like, Game Boy Color, I know for sure didn't come with any pack-in because when I got my Game Boy Color as a kid, I had to go out and buy Pokemon Gold and Silver. And, like, the Game Boy Advance, same thing. I had to go and buy Pokemon the same day I got the Game Boy Advance. Right. But their home consoles have always come with a pack-in. So uh, so I, I also would have thought Metal Gear Solid 2 might be the best-selling uh, game, but it's not. There are six games in front of it. Really? What are they? And they're all from the same three franchises. Grand Theft Auto? Grand Theft Auto is the best. San Andreas is the best-selling. That checks out. Gran Turismo 3. Oh, that sucks. Gran Turismo 4. Fuck. <laughs> I do not, like, listen, I don't know if anyone listening to this is like, where's your Gran Turismo game? You're probably never going to get a Gran Turismo episode. I just don't get it. I don't I don't get it. I Turismo. bought the first one and was like, this is boring. Yeah, it's super boring. It's like Mario Kart without the fun. Yeah. Vi- <laughs> uh, Vice City. Yep, that and, checks out. And then this one surprises me a little bit. Uh, Final Fantasy X. Final Fantasy X. Yeah, actually, you know what? That game sold really well because I think that was the same deal. Like, it came out right near the beginning and they're like, all right, you guys, we got Metal Gear Solid, we got Final Fantasy X, pick your poison. Okay, and there you go. Okay, and this is not a Final... Uh, we are going to do an episode on Final Fantasy X at some point. Which is a, f- a and- fucking incredible game. Oh, fuck. Oh, no, we'll you- see. No, we'll you don't see. like it. You don't like it. 
The reason I put the PS2 so far behind the GameCube and the Xbox, I think, is because the two games I think I'm not a Grand Theft Auto guy. Yeah. Okay. They're yeah, fine. Me, me, I think they're okay. Yeah. They're just not for me. Not, not uh, the, best the games. two PlayStation Two games I think of are are Metal Gear Solid Two and Final Fantasy Ten. And I never finished Metal Gear Solid Two because I was like, man, man. And Final Fantasy Ten, I fucking hate Titus <laughs> so much. <laughs> <that> <laughs> you know what? He laughs like Mark. <laughs> like your brother i don't know if your brother's listening to this but your brother laughs like titus well he'll be listening uh but i i just like i just i was like no nah, these are like the franchises i loved on the ps1 and i'm not digging the ps2 versions of them. well to final fantasy like let, let's be real final fantasy sunk itself with eight if we're being real yeah fuck which, that game which sucks because final fantasy 9 was sick and it's no one played it final fantasy 9 is good yeah i didn't play it forever either yeah, but right. uh but anyway so as far as metal gear solid 2 goes um it's okay uh, yeah it's, it's a bit it, it's a bit much it is a bit much the story is a lot much it, it's especially um, a bit much for like uh like a, a generation of people who are like at 2001 what were like the big games at that time is like banjo kazooie yeah um golden eye like yeah. this is this is the shit we were used to even metal gear solid one was like this is a bit heavy for your audience here now it doesn't matter right no not at all no i and like yeah i think i think I don't have to like it to, and it's not even that I. It's not even that I hate it. I just there's just something about it where I'm like, this wasn't Metal Gear Solid One. I I do really like it. I do really like the game. Like I've I've had some criticisms throughout this podcast as well. I sure. do I do really like it though. And like I can't think of another game where the end credits started rolling and I was like, oh fuck, no 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 no, please please please, this yeah, has to yeah. keep going. Right. Um, and I remember having that moment. Like I was sitting in my bedroom. My mom was fucking using their living room for book club or some shit like that. Yeah. And I just remember being like, looking at the screen and on being like, no, 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 I can't wait. I can't yeah. wait to know what happens and next. That, and that, like not only to do that, but then to make you wait two games. Yeah, to two, explain it. Two that's, ga- that's bold. Yeah, man. Metal Gear Solid 3 came out and I was like, all right, here we go. And I'm playing it. I'm like, well, this <clears> is <throat> the best Metal Gear Solid game for sure. But I, fuck you guys for not telling me that's bold what happens next like to do that in a movie irritates me but it's like it, that was a two-hour commitment and it was 20 bucks yeah and whatever well and there like was, and there was seven years between metal right. gear solid two and four right so fucking make you wait all that time and shell out 60 to 80 dollars for a fucking 20 to 30 hour video game and then be like, see you in a decade. <laughs> like you motherfuckers. Well, that's like um, I don't know if you're if you're a fan of the Shenmue franchise. No, uh, really like those games. But the second one ended on a cliffhanger. That game came out on the Dreamcast and then the Xbox. I think in like '01, and the third one is coming out next year. That's fucking. That's insane. You know what though? There's a part of me that respects the shit out of that because I'm like, you know what? Yeah, that's that's you know you've got a quality franchise. You know people are coming back. So I'm sitting here waiting for Shenmue three, being like, I'm still in this fucking cave. Like, right. can we? I need to get out of this fucking cave. That's well done. I respect yeah. that. Yeah, Metal Gear Solid two though. Um, I think that it does uh, earn its place. I definitely think I have a bit more nostalgia for it, and I think I defend it more than maybe I should. Right. Um. No, but you know what, dude? Having said that, Bradley, like when I was online reading about it today, like overwhelming positive reviews people uh, to me i don't think there are people that hate metal gear solid 2 there's either people like yourself that are like metal gear solid 2 is dope and metal gear solid is sick and there's people like me that are like metal gear solid 1 was fucking rad and yeah. then by metal gear solid 2 you were just like you know what this just isn't my jam uh, it's yeah, not it's, that i hate it it's just not my thing. it's it's a super exhausting franchise right i think right it's it's not one of those ones where like i, I think a lot of people played it were like this sucks fuck metal gear yeah it was just people were like this isn't for me 
Absolutely. know what I mean? Like nobody, I haven't seen anyone be like Metal Gear Solid Two fucking sucks. Yeah, there um, is one thing I really love about this game though, and it's like the the part. And this is like my favorite thing, and it's like the take home that I have, and it's like the part where Fat Man is like, I've put bombs all over the all over the plant. You got to go and find them. They're gonna go off in ten minutes, and you have to run around frantically trying to find these bombs with like the bomb locator and then you have oh, to yeah, s- spray yeah. them with the water uh to freeze them yeah yeah like that is one of my favorite parts of this entire game like it's really really fun and it's frantic and you feel the tension and you're like i gotta i gotta get moving here yeah that's clever yeah i like that all right well fuck this turned out to <laughs> dude I, I was like when we start when we were gonna talk metal gear solid 2 i was like i bet this is gonna be like one of the short like 20 minute all right well yeah. fucking done with this we this, went this is what happens when you podcast with another podcast yeah that's what it is yeah we're at almost an hour and i'm yeah. like no that was fun yeah uh okay i'm trying to think of what we're gonna score this on so on a scale of uh one to 15 snake brothers because they keep making more snakes how many snakes would you give this game? Out of 15 Snake Brothers? Out of 15 Snake Brothers. I'd say it's a solid 11 Snake Brothers. You know, it's not oh. it's not a perfect game. I like it a lot. Um, but I yeah, it's 11 out of 15, it sure. seems fair. All right, well, <laughs> fuck, you know what? I was going to give it 12, but I can't give it more than you when you <laughs> like it and I don't. So I'll give it 10 Snake Brothers and an arm. Perfect. And an arm. And, and so and, then when you're around, arm. yeah, when you're around, the liquid arm takes over and I bump it up to 11. Yeah, perfect. Because uh, like, I talk about the shit that's awesome. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I, I will say, like, this podcast was designed to trigger feelings of nostalgia. Mm-hmm. And just watching the review and hearing the music and everything, like, I got that nostalgia feeling from this the, game. The Metal Gear Solid theme in this game is the best it's ever been. Yeah, and watching that initial, like, like seeing, like, Snake running around in that tanker at the start and stuff like that, I was like, yeah, I fucking remember this game. I do, like, yeah, I do remember I this remember game. that case, that fucking weird-looking case. And you had to use your camera to take pictures of shit. Yeah. This, you know what? This game added a lot. Oh, um, dude. And so... For that, I give it props. Really like That's it. That's where it gets the credit from me is they weren't lazy. They didn't mail it in and just make a sequel to the first one. Yeah. They just, I feel like they almost went fucking too far with it. You know, <laughs> they went they, too hundo. But they, they, didn't, they didn't mail it in, and I think they deserve a lot of respect for that. So, yeah. uh, Bradley, good job. Good podcast. Thanks hey, for doing this. Hey, no problem. Thanks for having me. And uh, to anyone out there listening uh, that likes Gran Turismo, you're fucking weird. <laughs> All right. That's going to do it for this week's episode, you guys. Bradley, thank you so much for joining me and talking Metal Gear Solid 2. And for all of you beautiful people, thank you so much for letting me invade your brain for an hour and talk some video games. Uh, As I already said off the top, if you're lukewarm on Pokemon Sword and Shield, give it a chance. I don't know how much more we'll be talking about it here on the show. And uh, if you're lukewarm on our Patreon, then please warm up and please consider it. Patreon.com slash Remember the Game. Two bucks a month. Extra podcasts, shout outs, chance to win prizes. The wrestling podcast is coming in January. Uh, follow us on social media at Remember the Game. Leave us a good review if you enjoy the show. That would mean a lot to me. And most importantly, go play some video games. Thanks for listening, you guys. I'll talk to you in seven days with episode 74 of Remember the Game. Take it easy and I'll talk to you later. Cheers. Thank you.